I'm Robert Pearson, and this is Follow the Leader, where I sit down on my lunch break and we talk Bible stuff. Stuff. Uh, we're going through the main cars one at a time in a random order, and these are passages that are pretty straightforward about what it means to be a godly man and how we can uh, do our best to become better Christian men, so we can make better husbands and fathers and all that jazz. We are in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 19 to 22. Here we go. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are His. And everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. Now in a large house there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Now flee from youthful lusts and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. I encourage you to keep reading the, like this last half of the whole chapter. Pretty awesome stuff all the way down. But that's all we got. To, uh, to talk about right now. Uh, so, how do you feel after reading that? What's, uh, I feel a little self-conscious, because, uh, you know, obviously there's some introspection that happens when it's, you know, abstain from wickedness. You know, in the, in the master's house there are vessels of honor and dishonor, and you're like, oh, which one am I? I don't know. Uh, to make that a little more visual imagery so obviously the nice stuff like gold and silver those are the kind of vessels you'd use for wash basins and things and uh, you know in a time before indoor plumbing you had jars that you kept under or near your beds that you uh, they were called toss pots that you would that was your toilet for overnight instead of having to go out to the outhouse you go in the in the bucket and then dump it out. So these are the kinds of vessels being referenced for some to honor and some to dishonor. Some some of the vessels inside of a house are the kind that get pooped in. Now to uh, to avoid making the wrong point here, when you come to the Bible you gotta use common sense when you're talking allegories and analogies and if you take it too far it stops making sense obviously a bucket doesn't get to choose what it's made out of or what it's for it's just a bucket uh, if it's a tin bucket or a wooden bucket or a gold bucket or a plastic bucket the bucket doesn't get to decide that it just is and uh, it can't change obviously as humans in the whole context of this passage Paul is asking Timothy to behave well and encouraging Timothy to correct others and get them to behave well. So we obviously have a choice about what kind of vessel we're going to be. What do you want to be made out of? What kind of bucket would you like to be? Because you get to pick. You get to decide completely what kind of bucket you are and what you get made out of. You don't just like, oh, I'm going to be this. You decide, obviously, by your, your actions and your continuing habits and your words and your uh, your thoughts the, the thoughts that you entertain rather to be more specific so um, with that what's the main point of this whole passage um, 
you know, very concise words, it's be good. Simple as that, but it's, uh, Paul takes the time to paint a little, a little more of a full picture. Um, the firm foundation of God stands having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his. <coughs> so as a believer in Christ, as you hold fast to God, you're immovable. If you choose to be inside of God's hand, nothing can take you out of his hand. Um, you can jump, and it'd be dumb if you do, but... If you want to stay in God's hand and you choose to be there, you're not you're not leaving. So you are in the master's house. And then the question becomes, in a large house, there are all kinds of different vessels. Which one would you want to be? How useful of a vessel do you want to be? Uh, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, useful to the mas master, prepared for every good work. So, what makes a bowl, a bowl for cereal, is you're not using that bowl to hold other things. The reason it's a bowl for food, for eating, is you put it in your cabinet and you don't use it for anything but eating. That's what makes it sanctified, right? So I think we're, we're bleeding over to the next one, which is define purity. Uh, that's what makes a cereal bowl a cereal bowl, is you only use it for cereal. If I take that cereal bowl and, oh, uh, the toilet's clogged, so I have to scoop water out of the toilet to, to, you know, lower the level so we can clear the clog, and I use a bowl out of the cabinet in the kitchen to do that, it stops being a cereal bowl. It's a poop bowl now. It's a toilet poop bowl. Am I going to eat cereal out of it immediately after? No. I need to stop using it for poop and really, really scrub and bleach it. And even then, there's some psychological stigma that, like, that's the poop bowl, isn't it? No, I'm, I'm good. I don't care how many times you've washed it. I don't care how long it's soaked in bleach. Um, it's just never the same again. Um, now, obviously, God has the best bleach, and when he cleanses you, you're, you're as white as the driven snow and uh, he has cleansed you in his blood. Um, but speaking in earthly terms, though, that's you have to stop using it for one thing, so then you can only use it for the other. That's how purity works. So if you, if you constantly dishonor your body um, by indulging in sinful acts, then it's kind of what you get used for. If you want to be used for the things of God, you have to stop doing the things of, of man, sinful things, so they can be useful, more useful for the, uh, the things of God. So if anyone cleanses himself from these things, referring to, you know, the next verse, flee youthful lusts, and then uh, previously he came to it by a worldly talk and empty chatter uh, before we started reading in uh, like 16, 17-ish. Um, so, you know, fleeing these things, the, uh, the youthful lust after, the worldly talk, uh, later on, he talks about foolishness, ignorance. Um, that's in the context of refuting bad doctrine. Uh, the larger context of refuting bad doctrine, but it fits in a specific context also, just being being a good person, being a good man. Um, don't do dumb things, right? By and large, you know what's wrong. Don't agonize over the nuance of, oh, is this, but then, uh, you know when you lied. Uh, you know when you took something that wasn't yours. 
we we know these things so don't do those things you have to justify to yourself why you're looking at a website well I mean it's not a you're not fooling anybody you're not even fooling yourself so stop doing that flee from youthful lusts and pursue righteous faith youthful lusts little kid stuff run away from little kid stuff don't don't play video games the more t time you spend playing video games is less time that you spend doing anything else which is way more useful than playing video games Seriously, I don't, I don't even care if you're making money off Twitch streaming. It's a waste of your life. What have you done at the end of your life? You played video games, you got paid money to play video games. So your whole life was some video games. And that was it. That's all you built with your whole life, is some video games. Ah. No good. So, flee youthful lust. Run away from them. Get away from them. Fast. And chase righteousness, faith, love, peace. And do that in a group, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. You gotta do it in a team. You can't do it on your own. You, you can, but it's gonna be long and painful, and you, you'll probably fail. Um, but if you have even one buddy, and you're like, oh, we're in it together, man, things get a lot easier real fast. And it's better to have a group of those people. It's better to have a larger group of people. It's why you need to go to church. I mean, yeah, it's nice to sit in the service and listen to the songs of worship as a group and, and listen to the message and kind of keep your keep your head in the game about doctrine stuff and learning from the Bible and getting inspired to like, yeah, let's go in the next week. But the real reason you're there isn't the songs and it isn't the, the guy who stands up in front and talks at you for 25 minutes. It's the people in the pew next to you. If you show up to church for more than a month and you don't know one other person's name there, you're not doing church right. You need to meet people at the church that you're going to. Make friends, cultivate those relationships, and those relationships are how you're going to be ministered to by the church that you're attending. So that's how that works. You've got to do it as a team, though, and that's how you build that team, and that's why church. Not not a lecture. You're not there for the lecture, you're not there for the songs. You can get lectures and songs over the internet. That's why TV church is a bust, is because everybody shows up, they watch the TV, and they split. They don't know each other. They don't build those relationships. Some do. Some people that go to those churches do, but not enough. It's not common. The environment is not designed to facilitate those interactions, the personal interactions that build those relationships. It's unfortunately designed as an un unintended consequence, I believe, to facilitate showing up, watch the TV, and split. And that's not what church is about. So, it's about people, it's about your team. It's about fleeing youthful lusts and pursuing righteousness with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart, together, as a group. Yeah. So, define purity using one sentence, not doing bad stuff. It really is that simple. Don't do bad stuff. Do do good stuff. <laughs> doo -doo. So, how are we going to live differently tomorrow then? Uh, stop doing bad stuff. Yeah, it's not going to be overnight. I know it's not that easy. Some stuff is that easy. But a lot of things aren't. But, if you do something ten times a day, 
and tomorrow you can do it nine times, so it's progress. You need to accept that that's your progress level. Know that you're not doing it alone, that you have the Holy Spirit within you, and that God will give you the power, but you have to work too. He doesn't do stuff for you. It's not magic. You have to get off your butt. You have to be willing to put in the work and stop. Stop doing whatever it is that you are doing that is making you impure. And if you feel like you got everything on lockdown, that's awesome. Then you need to work on pride and try and be more humble. So that's what we're going to do differently tomorrow, though. Next time you go to church, learn one new person's name. If you already know everybody's name there, say hi to five people by name that you know and uh, find out how their week was, right? And that's that's just how it works, though, is you, you build those relationships and you stop doing bad stuff. So there we go. To quote Mike Warnke, the Bible's got more do's than don'ts, and if you spend your time doing the do's, you don't have time to do the don'ts. Leave you with that pearl of wisdom. Got questions in the scripture down below. And uh, shoot me some of your answers, thoughts, ideas. Ask some questions. And I will see you next time. Godspeed.